Hello, my name is Katherine Moore, social worker, mom, coffee lover, and founder of Social Workers Rise, where we inspire social workers to connect, expand their knowledge, and change more lives than they ever thought possible. I'm so excited you found my podcast. We will talk everything social work on every level from micro to macro. We will hear the stories of social workers who are doing big things, learn new skills, and most importantly, give you actionable steps to make a difference today. Let's go. Before we hop into this episode, it's important to acknowledge that being a new grad and a new worker can be really hard sometimes. It's not in your head. It really can be hard. And grad school just doesn't teach us everything that we need to know to be successful in the real world with our jobs. So in order to bridge that gap, we created the Clinical Essentials for the Future Therapist. This course will fast track you into honing those skills that you need to actually help your clients in an individual setting. It'll save you time when you're trying to figure out what the heck to document. It's going to increase your confidence in your abilities that you are doing this right and give you the tools that you need to be even more effective. And it's going to improve the professional quality of your notes so that when your colleagues and your coworkers read them, they say, wow, that's a really thorough, detailed note. I love it. Let's do this. And it provides clarity on how to help the person. So if this sounds like something you would benefit from, definitely check the link in the show notes for the clinical essentials for the future therapist. With that, let's hop into this episode. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Social Workers Rise. It is your host, Catherine, and I am so excited that you are here with me today. We are talking about productivity hacks. So I know there's like this big thing about you are not your productivity level. I get that. I completely understand you are more than your productivity level. You are more than your career. You are more than any one particular area of your life. However, I do believe in being efficient. I do believe that there are ways that we can definitely use our time wisely, focus our energy wisely, because our energy is limited. Your energy is limited. And we need to be the most efficient with the energy that we do have and protect the rest. Your energy is precious. So with that, I wanted to just give you some productivity hacks that you can use today and really just increase your awareness too about the things that are going to make you less productive. So The things that are going to make you less productive are first going to be, oh, there's so many things. The systems theory comes to mind. So you are one person in all of these different systems. You are in 
your family system, you are in your neighborhood, you are in your work system, you are in the political system, you are in the economic system, whether you like to admit it or not, we are all in these systems. And all of these systems are going to impact us in different ways. So with that, I just wanted to first tell you a little story. So I, as a new graduate, so straight out of grad school, right? I had my master's. I thought I was like tough shit, right? I thought I was supposed to know everything that I needed to know because I had been in school for so freaking long that I just, I'm supposed to know everything, right? So I took that attitude into my workplace, uh, which is a mistake, by the way. I learned that even after grad school, that is really just the baseline for what you are about to learn in the, quote, real world. And I, I was too proud to ask for help and too proud to acknowledge that even though I have a master's degree, there's a lot of things that I still don't know. And there's a lot of things that I still need guidance on and mentoring around. So I was at work and I distinctly remember like I had this client and I was kind of confused as to what to do. I didn't want to ask my supervisor because I was like, Catherine, you're a big girl. Put on your big girl pants and just figure it out. So needless to say, everything kind of went to hell and (laughs) I needed to call in my supervisor anyways to just be like, help me. What do I do? And she's like, why didn't you come to me in the first place? And I told her exactly what I just told you right now. And she just reminded me that, you know, no, we, we are here. We are working as a team. We are not meant to live this life and to work in silos that we really need a team effort to be the best that we can possibly be. And because of this, I created more work for myself. So I thought I was trying, I thought I was being productive by just like, let me not send that email. Let me not ask for help. Let me just figure it out on my own. I thought I was being productive by doing all these things and doing it by myself. But no, that was in fact counterproductive. Because I created more work for myself, it was a mess, I had to fix it, and all of these things took extra time. So if something today that I say prevents you from this happening, I am all about it. So first, from this story, I was the one getting in my own way of productivity. And I'm not here to like try to shame anyone or blame anyone, but we do need to be aware of like what is going on with us. Are there things that we can change, tweak, or control with our own minds, with our own actions, with our own words that is going to increase our productivity? It starts with us. So we need to be constantly aware of like, how are we doing? You know, we ask people all day, hey, how are you doing? But we need to seriously check in with ourselves and say, how am I doing? If I am feeling exhausted on an emotional level, on a physical level, I need to acknowledge that right now because on the days that I say, oh, I just can't right now, 
I just can't with you. I just can't with them. I just can't. That is a sign of just exhaustion. And if you're feeling like that, you are not going to be productive because your brain and your body are tired. They're not functioning at the highest level possible. And with that, it can create a disconnect from what you want to be doing, which is probably taking a nap, from what you feel like you have to be doing. So for example, if I'm feeling exhausted and I just want to take a nap and all I can think about is, ugh, I wish I wasn't here. I wish I didn't have to talk to this person. I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish, right? right? Then I'm not focusing on, okay, when I talk to this person, what is going to happen? What is going to transpire? What are the resources that I might need to gather? What is the information that I need to do? Maybe I need to do some research or planning before I talk to this person. So I'm not thinking about that. I'm thinking about how I want to take a nap. So if you are you know, feeling exhausted, that's going to lead you to be focusing on other things. And this is then going to spiral into, Ugh, that was such a terrible call. Like that was, that just went terrible. I should have just like, I wish I could just go take a nap. Like this whole thing is just terrible. And you start getting into this negative and cynical thought cycle and just say, you know, like, of course this would happen to me. And it all spirals from there. And because of this, you're not going to be as effective at work or really effective anywhere. Because even when you come home or when it's time to transition to home life, if you're working at home, you're still thinking of all of the other things. So you're not really being effective at work. You're not really being effective at home. You're not really being present with your family because all you want to do is take a nap. So all of these things begin to spiral. So it's important that you first check in with yourself and see how the heck am I doing today. And by the way, that entire cycle that I just talked about is burnout. If you are doing that on a regular basis, every single day or most days in the week, chances are you might be burnt out. And there is help for that. This is why I was in your shoes. This is why I created the Rise Up Coaching Program. But I'm not going to talk about that right now. So first check in with you and also, you know, not just how you're feeling mentally and emotionally, but how is your body feeling and take a minute to really just consider, like literally take one minute to consider how am I feeling? Sit there for one minute and just focus on your body. Focus on how you're feeling. If your mind wanders, it's okay. It's to be expected, but just gently bring it back and focus on your body and you can start from your feet, your legs, work your way up to your torso and your head, your shoulders, you know, just how are you feeling? If you're constantly feeling headaches or migraines, you could be feeling maybe more depressed than normal. Even, you know, if you're under chronic stress, it could lead to heartburn trouble sleeping and this is going to weaken your immune system it's going to really 
impact your blood sugar levels and increase your blood pressure, mess with your heart. So all of these things, all of these physical signs and symptoms that are a result of stress, even if it is, you know, short-term stress, but chances are these have been going on for a long time. And if we don't change something right now, it's not going to stop. It's going to get worse. So if this resonates with you, definitely, definitely take time to consider what is going on with you and what kind of changes can we make to be more productive and to be more efficient and to be more healthy and to have better relationships. Because this is productivity on every level, not just with your work, but also with your family and your health and all of these systems that I mentioned earlier. So check in with you. Secondly, your workplace may actually be contributing to your lack of productivity. As ironic as that sounds when I say it out loud, it's true because not every workplace is really going to be conducive to getting stuff done, right? So there are things that your workplace may be inadvertently doing that is adding stress and you may not even really realize it because that's just the culture and it might even be the culture of all the workplaces that you've been. I don't know. But a lot of times we could just be operating in these dysfunctional systems and we just don't really know. So for example, I'll tell you a story. I was just starting out in, I was still in school actually. So I was still in school getting a master's. I already had, you know, one college degree. I had some experience. I got this job that I thought was like my dream job. It was a grant writer. So I always thought how amazing it would be to be able to write grants and to bring in money for nonprofits. Like, wow, that is like some change right there. Right. So I was so stoked when I got this job and there was some, some red flags about like what, what was happening here. And I didn't really recognize these things as they were happening. I was just so focused on like, oh my gosh, this is such an amazing opportunity. So I had the grant writing job and I wasn't really clear about you know, what, what grants am I supposed to submit and when, because there was other people on the team too. And I wasn't really clear on like what my role was because I was the newbie versus what their role was as like more senior grant writers. And I just wasn't really clear on what my job expectations were. And, you know, I knew we had to make community connections, but I wasn't, able to actually call anybody. So I was confused as to how am I going to make community connections if you don't want me to talk to anybody. And there wasn't really anyone that I could go to at my workplace because they were all just very guarded. They weren't very welcoming. And they, when I did ask them questions, they weren't very helpful. And it was more of like, I was a bother and just, you know, figure it out on your own. And 
it was just very dysfunctional because then when I did ask questions, I would see like maybe I'm just being <laughs> like imagining things, but I felt like then I was being gossip about like, oh, the new girl doesn't know what she's doing type of thing. And it was just very, very awkward. And I felt too, like I didn't really have control over what I was doing because one, I didn't really, I needed more guidance to start out. And they were very much like, okay, just, you know, figure it out on your own. And, but when I got it wrong, I was reprimanded. So it was just very, very confusing time. And looking back, just a toxic workplace. So what we can learn from the story is there are, there were a couple different things going on that definitely made me less productive. One is I really didn't have clear job expectations. Two, it was a dysfunctional workplace. So if I had a question, I, there was no one that I could really go to to get a quick answer. There was that lack of support. So if I needed to vent or maybe if there was something going on, I just didn't have that support. So I would be all in my head and ruminating thoughts of everything, you know, going on. And those were three things. And those are three things, three kind of red flags or risk factors or ways that your workplace contributes to you not being productive and being more stressed out. The other ways are if you have a lack of control around the work that you do, when you do it, how you do it. And also too is having a work like let work life imbalance. So thankfully I didn't have this problem there uh, because they're very good about, you know, keeping the times and honoring those times. But if you are in a workplace where they have these factors going on, lack of control, unclear job expectations, there it's dysfunctional in there, there's a lack of support, and you don't have a good work-life balance, those are all going to contribute to your stress and just make you that much less productive. So first, check in with yourself. First, evaluate. And then second, what's going on in your workplace? And then third is now we're getting really into the productivity hacks, right? So consider those. Do your best with those, right? And then I want you to list out all of the things that you feel must be done and highlight the ones that only you can do. So for example, only I could document my notes from from my client visit because I'm I'm the one there, right? However, um there could be another task such as researching resources. Maybe there is an assistant or somebody an intern or I don't know. Maybe there is someone else who could research the resources for you and not have to sit on hold and not have to, you know, take up all these times. So that's just an example of of what do you what do you personally need to do? And then and highlight those and then consider, you know, for the rest, are you able to delegate any of the rest? So 
do I always have to make dinner for my family every single night? It'd be nice. I would like to do that. But no, no, I don't always have to be the one. My husband could take over some days or we could split the duties or if you have a older child, a friend, I don't know, get takeout, (laughs) whatever it might be. You don't always have to do those things. So that's an example of something that I would like to do. I feel like I should do it, but realistically, it doesn't have to be me. So you can highlight the ones that you have to do. And then for the ones that are left, figure out, are you able to delegate them? Or can we eliminate them altogether? So often our to-do lists are full of, of hopes and dreams and wishes and things that just don't really have to get done. They're things that don't really fit into our top three uh, focuses right now. So it is important too that you understand and you can reflect on what is the focus? What are we doing here? We as human beings can really only focus and give our energy fully to three different things or areas. So for you, that might be like yourself or your personal, your family life, your work or your job. Maybe you have something else going on, school or a hobby, church, something else that is third. If your to-do list has things that are outside of those realms, then chances are they don't really need to be there and really consider you know, is this important or can I just eliminate it altogether? Or is it something that I could delegate? Um, one thing that, that I did when I was feeling, you know, stressed and overwhelmed with too many things is I felt really bad that I wasn't able to clean my house the way that I felt that it should be kept. And it really, really stressed me out and impact because, you know, it's your environment. It was, I, It stressed me out every time I just looked at my house. So I hired a cleaner. I hired someone to come in and help me with cleaning because that is one of those things that, yes, it must be done, but it doesn't necessarily have to be me to do it and I can delegate it. And it was worth my time and and money and effort to pay someone else to do it. So I'm working full time on the weekends. I want to just enjoy my family. I want to rest I want to take that time. I didn't want to have to think about working again on the weekend to clean the house because it's a lot of work. So for me, it was worth it to pay that amount of money for someone to come in and do it for me. And it just relieved so much stress and so much pressure. So we're going to, you know, make that list, see what do you have to do? What can you delegate and what can you eliminate for the things that you must do? I want them to put, I want you to put it on your calendar and even use an hour by hour worksheet or not worksheet, but hour by hour calendar or planner. If you don't have it, you can probably download it for free on the internet somewhere, but put it hour by hour or just draw it on your own paper. And for each task, designate how much time is this realistically going to take me 
And we want to factor in some wiggle room because maybe you want to grab some tea, maybe you want to go to the bathroom. So factor in some wiggle room with these tasks. And, oh, and also emergencies come up, especially if you are a social worker or working in some high stress environment that crises arise. So that is the other reason why I will always put some wiggle room in my schedule to, to account for those for those unexpected crises or emergencies that must get done at that time. So once you've done that, is look at that and see, is it realistic? Can I realistically get all of these things done? And for me, that was really helpful because I would have all of these things ruminating in my mind, all of these thoughts, all of these like to-dos in my head. I'm like, oh my gosh, there's like six 10 things in there. I just don't know that I can get it all done. But once I put it on my calendar, like, oh, oh yeah, you know, it's only going to take me five minutes to send that email. It's only going to take me 15 minutes to do this phone call. So once I was able to actually write it down and see it in person, then that was much more helpful and it helps to keep you on task so that then you aren't worried that you're forgetting something. So that is a lot (laughs) that we just went through. At the end of the day, just do your best. I mean, your best might look different on, on different days, but just do your best. Remember that done is better than perfect. We can also get caught up in this perfectionist trap and thinking like everything that we have to do has to be so perfect. It doesn't. It doesn't. Chances are you are going to be the only one that notices these little imperfections that we stress about a lot of the times. So done is better than perfect. Once you get it done and you have time maybe to come back, you can do that. But chances are once you have it done, it's done and you don't have to worry about it anymore. Also too, if you are feeling like, okay, I have to write this paper, I have to write this report, but I've been working like so long, I am feeling kind of like cloudy, I'm distracted, like Catherine said I would be. (laughs) Uh, Take a break, like seriously, leave, physically leave the space that you are sitting in. So if you're sitting in front of your computer, leave that space, change your physiology, change your physical body. And you want to do something different. So you need to leave the space, physically leave it, and do something physical. So if it's dancing, if it's taking a five-minute walk, if it is, I don't know, like doing something, deep breathing, yoga, whatever you want to do, physically change your location, change your body, get the blood flowing, change your body up, if only for a couple of minutes, and change your focus for something for, for a couple minutes. So stop thinking about whatever it is that you're stuck on and change your focus to something else. Getting outside, focus on the trees, focus on the song that you're dancing to, meditate and pray. Like those will all change your focus because that allows your brain to essentially kind of reset in a way and it can get you some clarity. It gets the blood flowing. It gets you thinking about things from a different perspective, essentially. And that will probably help you when you go back. So 
those are my productivity hacks. I would love to know what you thought about this. If this is helpful, definitely give me a shout out on Instagram. I love it. I reshare every chance that I get. I love hearing feedback from you. So with that, I will see you next week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Social Workers Rise. If this episode helped you, please help me spread the word by leaving a review wherever you listen to your podcast and share that you're listening. Tag me on social media. I love it. I will repost and reshare. I love it. Social currency is free, but it is so valuable. Also, I'd love to hear from you on Instagram. I really do respond. I really do love it when you give me your feedback. Lastly, this is not therapeutic advice or business advice or any other kind of personalized advice. To get that, you definitely need me as your coach. So please, again, reach out to me on Instagram. I can't wait till next week. I will see you then. All the love. Bye.